Yo and hello, I am Vinny Potestivo. This is I Have a Podcast, and on today's episode, whew, <laughs> I'm getting chills on this one. I get to introduce you to an amazing casting director that I have truly had the honor of just knowing ever since like early 2000s. Uh, we together have seen the evolution of casting and life and all of the changes along the way. And I am so excited for y'all to meet one of my best friends in the world, Kristen Palladino. From her start interning at SNL, like she was one of those like NBC interns, which is so cool, I forget about that sometimes, to casting the projects we've done together, her own projects, our projects. She runs Palladino Casting. It's been an amazing journey, and now we're gonna talk about it. Casting's changed, I mean, creating has changed a lot. Like the recording has changed a lot. You have to be an expert on like a bazillion different platforms, I feel like nowadays. Yes. Yes, for sure. You have to be because we're connecting with the world now on such a different level. And so, they're, they're connecting with you too, right? So it's like it's like twofold, right? It's like, how do you find them? How do they find you? Self-records in, zooms out, collaborative casting reels in. T- talk to me about like how casting has changed since like 2020. Well, we were... I mean, I think the casting industry and everyone was um, set up for something like this in a way where we were doing such remote um, castings, connecting clients from all over the world, even if when we were in session. So I remember from mini DV tapes to CDs and the whole technology shifting throughout my career um, to this. And we shifted very quickly and efficiently for clients. Because even if we were in the casting room, we still had clients coming, you know, Skyping in or um, being able to video conference in during sessions when I was running like a New York session, LA session, someone in Europe, and we would, we would be connected anyway, if they couldn't fly in. But now it's It's a fun way to work with people, right? Like, did you, when you got into casting, um, was it because of like being in the room with actors and working, you know, getting to work basically one-on-one with, with, with talent? Um, or was it just because, you know, as a talent enabler, you know how to get the best out of people and you can now do that from anywhere around the world. Like what, what, what is it that got you into casting? Connecting with people and being very curious. Um, You know, I started casting literally from street casting when I was sent out on a project to, it was when, you know, early 2000s when uh, times were changing and music videos were changing. And that's how, how I entered into casting from that start. And I literally went into, into the street and found people. So connecting with people and knowing like what, that moment is that this person is right for the project, um, approaching, listening. It's all these like, you know, people skills <laughs> and street skills. And, but where did you, like, how did you get these people skills, street skills? Where does it come from? I just being self-aware. I think that's really important and listening a lot. I think Um, You know, my career started interning at SNL and for 12 hours a day, three days a week, I sat around and listened. I was in the writing room. I, you know, would do so many different things, but I watched and that's where my whole career shift happened where I was like, I want to be in this business. So I think 
listening, knowing your place and connecting with people at the right moment is extremely important. All right. Now walk. Did you go to school knowing that you wanted to be an entertainment? Did you know, did you go to school knowing you wanted to be in casting or like in entertainment? Did you know you wanted to be in entertainment though, right? No, I went to, after I graduated high school, I went to a community college and that, um, you know, advisor, what do, what do you call guidance counselor? The, that guidance counselor said, I have an internship for you. I think you'd really like, I knew I wanted to be doing something in communications. And she set me up with the SNL internship what? and it really shifted my you whole entire life. You weren't looking for the life. SNL internship when it came no, to you? It knocked my, on your door? <laughs> it knocked on my door. My what guidance were you doing? counselor. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm going to do an internship. I think life experiences is so important to figure out what you want to do, especially like when you're graduating high school and not knowing what you want to do, but you knew you wanted to be in, you know, connecting with people. I was like, I don't know, I'm a communications, you know, major. And then I started working there and it was it for me. That was it. So the, when you say you're a communication major, there there are a few traditional jobs that we learn about, you know, yes. uh, in school, certainly back in the late 90s, um, when you're getting into the entertainment industry. Casting is usually, usually it's like PR, marketing, you know, they'll um, tend to, those tended to be like the classes that I took in school when they talked about like what what could entertainment look like. And then I had one one really cool class, um, which I found out now is like a, it's a full semester, but it was literally just a class um, about deal making. So I would have loved to have had a semester of deal making under my belt before I, um, you know, I got to MTV. But you know, it obviously didn't hurt my career at MTV because we make it up as we made it happen yeah. along the way. You so know, after you and Molly then, both got to SNL at the same time, we, we got there at the same time. <laughs> we were, or it might've been my second semester. Cause you know what? They really liked me at SNL and they kept me on longer and they never usually do that. No, and yeah. we were a really special crew, um, of interns that year. And I stayed for almost a year there. And do you still stay in touch with the interns that were in your group? I, I hear that that's like a special family unit. I do. I do. One person in particular, and uh, it's nice to see, you know, everyone's journey, but there's more on the list that we lost touch on, but it was such yeah. a special time. And then we went to all the cast parties after. That was fantastic. <laughs> the infamous <laughs> cast parties. And those were like the hidden times at 11 o'clock. They tell you where to go and you just show up. And we were very appropriate, but we, it was just like major, major awesome times in New York City then. And how much networking did you do after 11.30 p.m. until 6 a.m. the next morning? <laughs> it was literally till that time. Um, yeah. You just would meet people and talk to them, and you know, or you would invite with a guest, so you'd bring someone and you just have a nice time and nothing was like over the top because I wouldn't have been there that long. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we really just had a really nice time and it was just like I met – I remember when the cast of Friends was on. I was like, oh my God, everyone's there. <laughs> it was just so many different musical guests and, and iconic. You're like, I have to get to the party there. early because the six, six <laughs> cast member you know, show is going to hit capacity real quick. We got to show up early. <laughs> That's what I saw. <laughs> or one of them was on and then like everyone else showed up. It was like one of those moments, but it was a really great, it was, it was just a beautiful time in New York City. 
And were there networking moments in relationships that happened, you know, from 11, you know, past 1130 at night? I, I joke around, but back then that's when relationships happened. It was, it wasn't necessarily, you know, what could we do together? It was, hey, we were all picked to be on this one project together. So like, what are we doing next? And I felt like that was always the vibe at MTV. I'm curious about over at SNL in the late 90s, you know, is the vibe like, holy poop, here we are, this lucky yeah. group of people. How are we doing? Yeah. What's next? Right. Um, yeah, but I was so in the moment, you know, I really loved what I was doing there. I was also contemplating like after my, um, after school, like, where am I going to go? So then I started working in production from there. Um, and I was PAing from there into commercials. So and what kind I, of jobs did that, like what, when you say PAing, was that, um, researching, collecting information, props, what kind of so I'm curious I, about the work that yeah. you your hand because you're so talented with your hands. So I'm just I love where this is going because I know how skillful you are with people. So like I'm I love hearing all the steps that it took. So you know hire, how PA, yeah, hire me a PA, but a friend of mine brought me, introduced me to someone who was doing locations. And that locations manager said, I'm working on a Macy's commercial. I'm gonna bring you to set. Maybe they could use you as a PA. I want to I was like I wanted to explore. I was curious. I wanted to know every aspect of the business. So I went with him. I met the producer. She said to me, do you have a license? I said, yeah, I'm from Jersey. And she said, okay, you're hired. And she gave me <laughs> keys to the truck. And I was driving these 15 pass vans <laughs> with clients. Oh and I'm gosh. like, holy shit, I'm going through the tunnel right now. This is, but I said yes. And I went for it. <laughs> so this is like That's part so of my climb by being in this moment and just like not knowing, but also knowing like, I want to be here. And then I went back to school yeah, and no, finished no, college. Not knowing, like not knowing what you want to do, but trusting that somewhere in, in the process, you'll, you'll find it. Also meeting someone who um, could see, you know, how they could work with you productively. And then also that you trusted them to say like, look, I don't think you're taking advantage of me. I just really don't know my space yet. So if you, if you find value in me delivering, by the way, you might think it's driving a 15 pass van. I'm sure that the condition, the mental condition of those actors and crew members when they got there, I bet they were pleasant as pie. I bet they were happy. I bet you like mama birded them and got them feeling good about themselves yeah. and feeling yeah. strong and confident, you know? Yeah. I was so one of the only the benefits PAs. Of that. <laughs> totally. And I was one of the only PAs like with the guys in the truck and dealing with like carrying stuff and lifting things and driving like these vans. And, um, and then from there, you know, you just watch and observe and listen. And I went back to school and finished my, um, my college in a concentration in TV and film. Cause I thought, okay, I'm going to go the route of producing or directing. And that kind of like led me back to finishing up school. Cause like SNL was such a, I just wanted to be there all the time. I was like, that's it. Like, this is all I want to do. <laughs> um, yeah. I imagine why. Um, so you go back yeah. to school, you get back a degree school. in arts, uh, a bachelor's degree in arts. Yes. Uh, in communications, um, I finished in, in concentration in TV and film. So we did all the TV, like, you know, producing shows and new shows and this and that. And so cool. yeah, it was super fun. So I was in the studio, William Patterson. Oh, they got money. They got, you had like a TV studio and like TV studio. Oh, I'm so jealous. That had some really (laughs) great, 
group of people. And it wasn't a huge class. We were really, really tight group of people during that year. And then um, my dad passed away. And that was a pretty big shock in my life as I was graduating and all that. And I finished graduating and I was like, okay, what am I going to do? I went out to California and came back and um, continued with like PAing. And then I started coordinating and just dove right into work. Um, And then I think all of this preparation led me to this opportunity that arrived in my life to go out and cast a project. And that's how it opened up. And that's it, just from one project and then that you were hooked. The project that I was with this crew of PAing and then coordinating and being in the office all the time, they were casting a project and they didn't like the casting. It was like back when black and white headshots were there and it was just like very typical types of people and the director and a lot of those directors at the time were like groundbreaking. I mean, you know, MTV days, like those music videos in the early 2000s changed mm-hmm. the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it really, it, uh, yeah. And, and the, the dialogue and conversations that it took for that technology to happen um, because the celebrity was there before the technology was there. It was kind of cool to see that that shift happen also where suddenly technology was incentivized to um, be expedited because the celebrity, uh, you know, had the ability for instant reach, instant, you know. Yeah. Instant reach. Exactly. And a lot of those directors were um, game changers. Like they, they were just like, do you know what we're looking for? Like this, we're not happy with the casting. Uh, Can you go out and find these people? And I was like, hell yeah. And I did. I went out and found them on the street and connected with people, even if they didn't have a phone or social media. Like I was like, give me your friend's number. I'm going to call you. We're going to pay you to be on set at this time. Like I remember (laughs) tracking down people in every which way I could. Notebooks of handwriting, everything down. And, um, And we did it. And then from there, my career started. So yeah, because the talent you were looking for wasn't necessarily talent that would be represented by an agent. It wasn't necessarily a host, or or back then there were no host agents. It was probably just actors, maybe maybe dancer agents. It was very I, visual I, maybe, based maybe. and dancers. <laughs> very visual, right? A lot of yeah. dancers I worked with. Very yeah. visual, but to tell their story. I mean, music videos. There's not any dialogue, right? So you have to captivate the vision and bring it to life through like a moment or a vignette and. That's what these directors did, and they really changed the game. How did so? What does so when you're casting music videos in vineyards, what are you looking for? What's the secret sauce to back then? What was is a sparkle in the eye? Was it a certain size, a height requirement, or a, 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 some type of athletic? I mean, what's what really all of it? People, all of it. I yeah, mean, if there was really a, ha- all of it, right? Yeah. All of it. I mean, if there was a scene on a basketball court and I had to find these basketball people, or I remember finding people that look like um, the music artist at the time, we had to find like who could be him younger or, uh, you know, people would give me, here's my family member, call them and take a photo. And then let's see if they get cast. You know, it was like, yeah, there yeah. was no rhyme or reason, but rhyme or reason, but I went with my instinct and that really was everything. Like I just knew meeting people or connecting with them if it was going to work. And, and a lot of people thought I was like, who is this girl coming up to me on the street? Like I would go up to anyone, literally knock on people's doors. I, um, 
yeah, I would find any anything. I just think about the amount of creative uh, uh, projects that we used to cast, you know, twenty years ago versus the diversity of creative formats that were capable of casting for the variety of of media platforms <laughs> that are yeah. out there now. I mean, it's like, it's such an exponentially different, you know, sort of converse. I'm scratching my head. I'm like, wow, it's such a different conversation now. And I think about where we're casting and who, it, where it's going, who it's for and, and what they're doing. How has, how has your approach to casting changed? So I understand how, how casting has changed and the talent opportunities have changed, but how are you finding people um, or not finding people? these days like what are what are what are some ways that people can stand out how can we grab your eye i think there's so everyone has a platform now there's so many ways for people to be seen on their own whether they want to be in tv and film and get cast for projects but everyone is, has a voice and is doing their own thing right now so being proactive i think is extremely important um you know i have a database through all these years so that's been extremely helpful and we keep on filling it up all the time. Uh, agents and managers, like working with them, I mean, I think their world has changed, you know, with the influencer space and um, bringing in so many different types of people now on their roster is extremely helpful. Um, and collaborating a, with like, yeah. And I was going to say, that's a great point, though, when you bring up your newsletter um, about the value of being on a casting director's newsletter, because it isn't necessarily about, you know, catching backstage or actors access or wherever it is that, you know, we post these opportunities. Um, oftentimes, um, A, we want you and we want your support. So we want you and we want your support. Like that that's how the relationship between casting director and person to be casted works. It's a yes. very symbiotic relationship. We're out there looking for you as much, I promise, hopefully, as much as you're looking for us. I guarantee you we're at least looking for you that much, if not 10x more than that. Yeah. So by I'm, being able to create content, create your own series, you know, anything that can be serialized more than just a single post. It's not just about, you know, making a post and having a 10 a.m. deadline every single day, but, you know, more so coming back and, and, and serializing a conversation, coming back to a conversation, to a, a repeat perspective or point of view where you can continue dialogue on, an, on another day. To me, that's something that really stands out. Yeah. You see someone who's like, they know what they're doing, you know, they know what yes. they stand for. And going back to them later on, if the one project doesn't work, we're thinking of you for another, like there's an imprint there and we really want the actors to do well and succeed. And that's why we work with them. Like, you know, there's, there's that, you know, casting directors are scary, but like, no, we're not like, I'm not, <laughs> I like to talk to people and we give people opportunities and work them through it. Cause we want you to look good for yeah, us. I same. Yeah, no, of course. Well, we're we're only as good as you look too, by the way. So like, yes. let's be very clear. Like, we're only as good as the last person we cast the same way. Unfortunately, you're only as good as the, as the last gig you booked. You know, it's that is that hammy. And, and by the way, unfortunately, that's how we're all known in this, in this industry too, for our last hit. So, you know, we're always looking for our next hit. And it's a very collaborative um, field. That's what I like about casting is that casting Actually, it's between like two or three people, you, mm -hmm. casting director in the middle, actor, subject, person, band, group, business, whatever on one side, that's one relationship you've got to nail. And then yes. you take that relationship and collaboration and bring it to the producer and you work with that producer in on what you just created with this person. I love that part of casting. I love that part of development too. That's why I like mm -hmm. the casting development piece, but you 
get more involved. You're producing and you're continuing the conversation. You're, you're going further down the line yes. um, with your clients. Tell me a little bit about how, how your, your services and like your skill set is evolving. Um, well, actually, in like it's TV not just casting, world, right? Like casting is like casting. We're a mediator. <laughs> We're a psychologist. Like, there's a lot going Ooh, on with like understanding people. I mean, that's what casting. It, it's a main. If you don't like people, if you don't like know how to interact, you shouldn't be in casting. I mean, yeah. it's a really big source of how you communicate, how you speak to other people. It's extremely important. And I love you're that right, you can't Vinny. spell mediator without media. I love that. Right. <laughs> and, and you're right, Vinny. You have, we have both ends of it. We have the actor and the agent world that we talk to and negotiate. And then we have the client and director and vision of like what else is going on with the writers. So we really help bring those two together. I just, I don't know. I love business too. So that's a big part of um, not just casting on the creative side, but I love running my company and yes, my business has evolved and other opportunities are coming my way that, um, I've always been helping and coaching, but it's, it's been flourishing even more and more because the t- actors are not just actors. There's different dimensions to them. They have different skill sets and I've been really helping people try to find it. You've been listening to I Have a Podcast with me, Vinny Padestivo. If you like what you've heard, please let this be the episode that gets you to leave us a solid five-star review. Or you can subscribe and share us with someone you think could benefit from hearing the conversations we've had here at I Have a Podcast. You know, the ones that help you build a sustainable approach to creativity and helps you scale your personal brand. Five-star reviews, subscribe, share, whatever you do, take inspired action, and we'll see you at IHaveAPodcast.com.